I'm Damon Callahan, and with me is Sam Burns, partner at ECP Asset Management. I've reeled Sam in to give us an overview of his research trip that he took to the United States in late 2023. Sam, thanks for being with me here today. You took that trip to the US. I believe it was a healthcare-oriented trip. You came back with some really interesting insights. What made you go over there? Yeah, thanks, Damon. So as we got into the back half of 2023, we saw some pretty large moves in in both CSL and ResMed. And these are two of the biggest healthcare companies on the Aussie market. And, and we don't tend to see these companies being that volatile. Um, so for CSL, we had a downgrade ahead of their four-year result, um, not long after making a large acquisition and a new CEO taking over as well. And also some data coming out from a competitor called Argenix, which created additional volatility for the stock. And then for ResMed, we had the release of Novo's select study, which was on its GLP-1 or weight loss drug, Wagovi, um, that showed some pretty positive impacts on obesity rates and also the risk of cardiovascular disease, which caused the entire, effectively the entire investment community globally, um, it seemed like at the time anyway, to go long Novo and Eli Lilly and short just about everything else, but mainly um, med tech names that were deemed to be affected and ResMed um, was one of those um, in the spotlight there. So both of these companies, their main markets are in the US and it was pretty clear that after these events that there's going to be material money made or lost um, in these two companies over the next few years. Uh, when you've got a company the size of CSL dropping 25% in the space of four months, or in the case of ResMed, nearly 40% in two months, it's either a cracking opportunity or or it's a permanent loss of capital already with potential for more to come. So we you know need to do more work. So we jumped on a plane, went to the US to look a bit deeper. Um, we had, we also had meetings around other companies as well in the portfolio, but the real focus was on, on healthcare. Well, don't keep us waiting, Sam. What did you, what did you learn? <laughs> um, so a few things. So the, the trip ended up becoming a little bit more focused on CSL. Um, I think with ResMed, the work we'd done on GLP ones, the story became reasonably clear pretty quickly. You've actually already talked about it with Andrew on, on this podcast. Um, and the US trip only really reiterated our view that these weight loss drugs, they're unlikely to cure sleep apnea and and um, and it just gave us a little bit more conviction on on upweighting into ResMed. Um, clearly, there's a lot more to pay, play out there over the long term, but, but we've made a position pretty clear on how we view the risk-weighted probability of outcomes there um, and think that that's a really attractive opportunity at the moment. So really the, the, the main takeaways from the trip was for CSL. Now going over there, there was, we think probably three main issues that we thought were weighing on the, on the share price and the company. Um, first was its margin recovery. So COVID had been really cruel to CSL's margins. Um, they'd really increased the cost of a liter of plasma, which is the, the cost of product, and it also restricted volume growth quite materially. So what did we do? We attended um, the Global Plasma Conference over in Washington. We met with as many players as we could all through the supply chain. And um, the overwhelming feedback there was that donor fees were already coming down really quickly. Um, they got as high as you know over $100 a litre, and they're already down into the low 70s. Um, players were acting rationally. And there's also a lot of yield advantages that um, players are talking about that were actually pretty real. So there was a 
big tick there for the margin recovery, um, which was a big part of the the downgrade in in I think June. Um, the second issue that's been kind of um, sitting on CSL was the these FCRNs that are coming in, and now these are just a new they're a new class of drug that are targeting some diseases that CSL already treats with its um, core IVIG product. Um, Argenix is the main player there, and it's currently treating a disease called Myasthenia gravis, or MG, um, and trying to get approval into some other more material diseases that would affect CSL a bit more. Um, when we spoke to players that are administering this new drug from Argenix, we found that while it was while it was good, they were also being dosed a lot more frequently than the label suggested, and this is an already a really expensive drug, so... We think that when a lot of the payers in the US um, start looking at the bills, that there's going to be a bit more pushback and a bit um, bit more scrutiny on using using these drugs. And we also found that some patients are actually switching back to IVIG for various reasons. So that was really another tick on a major factor impacting the company. And the third and last issue is is this GLP-1 impact on CSL's chronic kidney disease franchise. And this is really a, a, an issue that we think is not really big enough for us to be worried about um, in in any materiality. But but we also you know did work on it while we we're over there, and we had breakfast with a nef- nephrologist in Houston who gave us a lot more color about the reality for these patients on the ground and why this population is far less likely to adhere to weight loss drugs or even even I think in the future when these these are really cheap and widely available. So there's a tick there also. So coming back from the US in kind of mid-November, actually with a bit of a dose of the flu myself, I gained a lot more conviction that even though it was taking a while, CSL's margin recovery is already well underway. And when you combine that with the reduction in capex of the flagged, we'll, we think there's going to be a really healthy rebound in its return on invested capital, and that'll support earnings in the stock. So we're much more comfortable with the current competitive setting in MG and CIDP with Igenix sitting there as well. Um, if anything, there's a bit of upside, so we decided to up weight in that into that one also. So then looking back at it now, we're sitting here in January now, it also turns out that with a bit of luck that. Um, the timing of that trip marked the bottom for both of those stocks in 2023, which is really nice and handy, but rarely happens that way. And also now coming into 2024 with all these discussions around the risk of you know hard and soft landings, very comfortable at now having CSL and ResMed sitting there in our top five positions, as well as having IDP education, which is in the education sector as well in there. Um, these are very high quality businesses in relatively defensive sectors with attractive valuations on a five-year view. So I wouldn't have expected we'd get these these type of stocks at these prices when we're talking you know, potential for a recession. So I'm sleeping pretty well at night um, with those companies in the top five. If you enjoyed this episode of Redefining Active Investing, please don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please remember to read the disclaimer in the show notes.